This CKNW podcast for AIM Medical Imaging, home of AIM Medical Imaging full body MRI scanning. A family history of medical issues is nothing to ignore. Book a preventative screening at aimmedicalimaging.com. You are live, or should I say barely alive, with Get Connected. <laughs> Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We've got a couple of Get Connected guests here as well uh, from our team, Teja Custodi and also Tristan Jutra. We're back from Las Vegas. For the uh, from the Consumer Electronics Show, it's one of the biggest tech shows uh, annually. Happens every January. All the nerds converge from around the planet to Las Vegas, yes. and we find out about all the latest and greatest technologies that'll be coming out not only this year but for years to come. And I have to say, it's probably one of the better shows that I've been to yep. in a number of years now. For the past five years, for me, it just seemed like a TV show. Yeah. When I say TV, it's like 3D TVs, or these are these TVs. There's a lot of exciting things happening in the world of technology. We're going to be going through the highlights on today's show. There's a lot of interesting stuff, everything from wearable technology to what's happening with uh, robotics, uh, the Internet of everything. Everything in your home is getting connected, whether you know it or like it. <laughs> we, I think we're going to have to change the show, Mike, from get connected to we are connected. <laughs> or, <laughs> and what are we going to do about it? How to get unconnected. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it, it is an interesting show. Um, I think there's over 2 million square feet of exhibit space. Which translates to about 34 football fields of floor space. <laughs> Feels like it. <laughs> it's incredible. You can't even imagine how much tech uh, gunk is, is down there. 150,000 people. That's like in a city going to Las Vegas. All nerds, too. Like, it's, it's like going to, like, Mecca of, for nerds. And Tasia, about 90% guys. <laughs> 95. 95. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Tasia, uh, this is your first CES. You know, uh, Mike and Tristan are, are like what I call OGs, the original geeks. They go all the time. <laughs> what did you think? Like, you, you can't really explain. It's hard to explain until you've actually been inside there. What did you, what was your first uh, expression? Still hard to explain. <laughs> I woke up questioning everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's overwhelming, but in the coolest way, if that makes sense. I mean, it's a lot of hard work and it's nearly impossible to see everything. It's very tiring on your, on your knees. Well, we're walking the 34 football fields <laughs> every day and um, fighting those 150,000 people as we go. But no, it was such a good opportunity. So I'm really glad I got to go. And there were more than a few exciting moments for us there. <laughs> Tasia was a real trooper. We had two camera crews down there. Uh, we had Tasia on one crew on camera and Andy and the other crew on camera. And uh, we, we filmed dozens of interviews with all the uh, various tech companies, big and small, lots of startups as well. And so they, uh, they did a great job, both Andy and Tasia did a great job trying to think of original things to say each time and uh, ask relevant questions for sometimes these companies. They're not sure exactly what it is they're, they're doing, but... Uh, they, uh, they, they did a yeah. great job. I wasn't with your crew, but like every time I would visit a booth, they would start trying to tell me about their products. And I'm like, don't tell me nothing. Just wait till the camera starts <laughs> yes. rolling, and then we'll go. Because You don't want to hear it twice. <laughs> twice. Because you've already heard exactly. a thousand times. So. Exactly. So basically, I just walk into a booth. I think of a quick introduction, and then we just start talking about their tech. And these people are like media trained, so they have all these like Some things. of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the most 
the most fun of it all was seeing which ones were actually media trained and which ones you know <laughs> tried to grab microphones out of I, our hands. I heard it was uh, very awkward. <laughs> I heard when you guys went to the GoPro booth, they were sell or they were serving beer. Yeah, they had a keg of beer, and the guy we interviewed, I think he was half tanked already. <laughs> he, had a, he had a couple of pops before the interview. Right? It's pretty good. <laughs> all the other phenomenon. Great message. For GoPro. <laughs> GoPro are these little cameras you put on your. Uh, um, your motorcycle helmets. They'll uh, mount almost anywhere, basically. Yeah. For snowboarding. Or, yeah. Snowboarding or on your bicycle. So they're basically saying, get <coughs> tanked and go film it. <laughs> well, they had, actually, speaking of, while we're talking about GoPro, there's a video online that you can look up, and they were, they were playing it on one of their reels where a guy had mounted a GoPro to his back and over his head, and he, was, he, was, he worked on a, um, a wildlife uh, reserve in Pretoria in, in Africa, and he was in, hugging lions. Literally, there was these... And they mounted one on a lion, too. They mounted one on a lion, too. How do you do that? I don't want to know how that happens. (laughs) It's pretty intense. It took about three or four times. (laughs) The video is incredible, though, because he's playing with these lions, male and female lions, like they're kitty cats. Yeah, you know... The power of technology to capture all that in the field. Because then we'll get to see what happens when one goes inside a lion. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Exactly. The other thing about the, some of the booth people, too, is you'd be walking along. Whenever you – having a big sort of broadcast camera with you, you're, you become a bit of a target. People see that and they go, hey, do you want to hear about the latest gadget XYZ? And you're like, oh, you're trying to assess it quickly because you don't want to waste time with something that's not relevant to our audience. At the same time, you don't want to be rude to people, too. So we did – we covered a couple of funny things that we weren't planning on it. Tristan, Tristan calls them funny. I call them borderline <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> so um, – but no, he's right. It's kind of like – you get to that overwhelming state of elevator pitch after elevator pitch after elevator pitch, and you're trying to decipher what's interesting to the audience as opposed to what's just why. There were so many booths where we just wanted to go, why? Why are you doing <laughs> it's this? It's interesting because all you know, technology is just in, into everything now. And you know, we'll be talking about in the show here some of the crazy things that it is. Uh, but the car companies are down there in a big way now as well. Uh, you know, we saw the Audi keynote uh, speech. Uh, they were talking big time about uh, pilotless cars, yeah. cars that will mm-hmm. drive themselves. They actually had an Audi drive itself out onto the stage. <laughs> and uh, BMW was down there in a huge way. Uh, in a huge way, you could actually take a test drive of one of their new um, all electric. electric cars. It yeah. was all electric, and I did. And, and didn't they partner with Intel? They've partnered with everyone: Intel, Samsung, uh, Nvidia. Uh, your your smartphone will be able to control most of the functions in that car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, if you're out eating uh, dinner, uh, you can check your smartphone, find out that your car battery is about to die. You better <laughs> better charge that thing up. Uh, I mean, it is crazy how connected it is. Well, the, the the car manufacturers needed something new, right? Like we have pretty much power everything. Like even our seat warmers. Like what was next? So they were they were looking for something to attract people, and like you say, each year we see more and more car manufacturers. And the Detroit Auto Show is coming up right now as well. But you're seeing more manufacturers saying that you know we got to go to CES. That's where they want to make the big announcements because cars are getting connected. So, Tasia, you covered quite a few of the car, uh, the auto manufacturers there. What were some of the highlights for you in, 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 that, in the North Hall there? Well, uh, Ford has a new a cool hybrid coming out, which was pretty neat to see. Um, and it's kind of a mixture between – so they've put solar panels on top, which really isn't anything new, yeah. except they've built this, like, filter light – I forget the exact term. Wes got very, our cameraman Wes got very excited because he says, I use those lights in, in studio too. <laughs> and they've built this light on top that, you know, potentially you could actually, it's like um, it centers the sun. 
So it mimics the sunshine and you can charge up via solar power without the sun. So, you know, the great thing about it is if you're putting around out and about, you're using the sunshine. But I asked him if you could use it not just for commercial use, like could I install that in my garage or something and then be charging up? And then, of course, it's electric and it also runs on gas. So if, you know, you're driving and... How does the solar power work? Like, do you get much electricity out of that? Well, that's the thing. I think that charge you, the radio. Or it, it takes it <laughs> takes a good <laughs> few days to charge it if you did it just via solar power. Yeah, so it's I, not quite. Or there in yet. Vancouver, about three <laughs> <A> months, years. <laughs> 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 um, and then we saw the Toyota iRoad, yeah. which is this really neat little car. It's actually a two seater, but it looks like a one seater because it's so narrow, and um, it's three wheels. And they were nice enough to do a little demo of it for us while we were there interviewing them. And it is just the craziest car. It's not. It's not even in production yet, and it's probably. I asked him when it's coming to North America, and it's not even on the radar yet. But it's the neatest little car, and it's all electric, and it just—it's for city driving, right? Like it would be great putting around New York, and and they they showed these clips of putting through little alleys in Europe, and I thought you'd get squashed. Have you ever seen the European drivers? <laughs> um, but it was really cool. But I think the big highlight for me was sitting in the 2014 Corvette Stingray. <laughs> My dream, dream car. Tristan could not get me out of the car. I know. I, that was our longest interview ever. It just kept going on and on and on. Interviewing them. And I had done like three or four people. I come back and you're still interviewing them. She was trying to get one for free. <laughs> she was trying to drive it out of the show. Let's drive this or what? I did ask if we could drive it out, but it was on a show floor. And they were like, no, you can't drive it out of the show floor. <laughs> We're talking the Consumer Electronics Show just happened in Vegas this week. We're giving you all the highlights. Coming up after the break, wearable technology. Will we be all wearing glasses, computerized glasses, or fitness bands? There's all sorts of crazy stuff that we're going to give you the lowdown on. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected, Mike Agarbo and Annie Brar here. We've got also Tasia Custody and Tristan Jutra talking all about the Las Vegas Consumer Electronics Show, all the latest and greatest gadgets and gizmos and technology coming up for the coming years. Right now, I want to uh, get into wearable technology. This was really, really big. And, you know, a lot of people think about wearable technology, those little wristbands that measure, you know, how many steps you take, how many calories you burn. Uh, the newer ones now even measure heart rate as well. I saw some from Intel, uh, some earbuds. So you can listen to your iPhone uh, or your Android phone, your tunes, but at the same time, they're monitoring your heart rates and counting how many steps you do. Crazy. Yes, that's that's uh, that's actually amazing. It's going to be popular. Like, I think we saw that trend, in the, especially in the fitness area, about all these wearable tech that's going to help you um, from a fitness point of view. What blew me away is I went to this one place at the Venetian Hotel, and this was for startups and uh, companies that are looking for the next latest and greatest product. They made a Fitbit for your dog and you oh, put it dear. on the leash. And so now you can not only monitor your activity and your fitness, but also for your dog. So to see how much your dog is sleeping, how much they're moving, all that information goes into your app. And then you can kind of see, is your dog getting lazier or are you not walking it enough? Are you getting lazier? <laughs> well, it's like, you know, yeah, I just walk itself. <laughs> funny because like dog is man's best friend. So it's only fair that you get fit. And so does your dog at the same time. Well, there's videos on YouTube of cats using iPads, so you know maybe they can run the apps themselves someday. <laughs> it's like connected dogs. <laughs> so the wear- wearable seems to be taking two major forms. The ones you wear on your wrist seem to be fitness-oriented, and then there's the ones you wear on your face, exemplified by the likes of Google. 
Google Glass. So we saw a number of uh, ones in that latter department, including this uh, company called Vuzix, and they had something called the M100. Um, Tasia and I had slightly different takes on that because she's, she's the one that had to wear it while doing an interview. I'll let her go first. Well, I found it distracting. <laughs> we can be honest. This is a safe place, right? We can be <laughs> honest here. I found it distracting. So it it's kind of like Google Glass in that it's got the camera just in the one eye. So your other eye is still seeing everything else. But I think just because my head is so tiny and maybe the product just isn't quite there, I couldn't get it aligned properly, so I had to hold it. And in order to see through the right lens, I had to keep squinting my left eye shut. So, I mean, I looked a little ridiculous, right? Like trying to line up my head with my eyes squinted shut. But the cool part about their glasses is the apps that you can you can install. It's, it's Android-based. And the one we got to try was um, a translation app. So they had a little, a little piece of paper there, and it was in Spanish. And you just line up the eyepiece, and a little box appears, and it translates the words for you. So you're looking at the sheet in Spanish. Yes. And it, on the glasses, it's translating it. Yes. That's cool. On the fly. Yeah. On the fly blew my mind. That is cool. Yeah. See, that's a practical application. Yeah. And totally. I think that's the important thing with this wearable technology, especially these glasses. You know, just because you can do something doesn't mean that everyone's going to want to have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that would blew my mind was Epson with their smart mm. glass technology. So their smart glasses, you can see right through them. Uh, you know, they project images right up onto the – it's almost like it's right in front of you. They've done an excellent, excellent job with it. Uh, you know, I actually watched a movie uh, right in front, but I could still see everything around me. Uh, and I also played a game. So it's got like you oh, know, yeah. gyroscopes. This was and- the best. You had to see Mike. We were staying there. We got the pleasure of watching Mike in the glasses. <laughs> and you had to see him in this virtual reality. It was so amazing. But, but I, could, I could look around the room, and it was a UFO game. And uh, with my right hand, there's like a little control. I look around, and I could blow up the little UFOs. And the city, yes. if I wanted to, it was like yes. Space Invaders, but like right in your face and being surrounded I, I by aliens. It's like crazy good. And so, what I really liked is that Epson also showed a bunch of uh, app developers for the glasses in that room as well. And and one that was ex- exceptionally good was this medical one. And uh, basically, they took the Epson glasses, they put an extra little piece on it that has little UV infrared lights. I'm probably saying that wrong. But it's for doctors and nurses. So you put these glasses on, and then you can look at people's arms and hands, and you can see right through them. Like, you can see all the veins. So you'll never miss a vein. Yeah. And, you know, this is important for doctors. You know, for example, like a chemotherapy patient, obviously a little more sensitive. They can see, you know, to make sure that they're putting the needle in the right place. They can see if they've you know, damaged <laughs> one. Uh, it's, it was amazing. We, funnily enough, we couldn't find any veins in Mike at all. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was just like... Nothing moving anymore. Doesn't measure alcohol going through, <laughs> through the veins. But you know, you make a good point, Mike. Uh, with this wearable tech, app developers are really excited because it's really been saturated in terms of apps for our smartphones. But now you're going to make apps for smartphones that actually work with these wearable tech devices. And as you pointed out, if you can find a, a purpose for why you would want to wear something like this, you know, people will download those apps. So it's not just like you don't have to make the next Angry Bird. You could actually try to build something. You, you could look at these glasses and say, you know, what if, what if it could do this? Like, I know an app developer who's making an app for the Google Glass, and he's making it specifically for Tesla. So that when you're, if you're wearing Google Glass and you walk up to your Tesla car, you can unlock it with the glasses. So you don't even have to touch the door. Oh. 
I don't know. He's doing it some kind of like face up to the, the key. <laughs> <laughs> but but they they are you know finding innovative ways. So they're excited, and I know the market is excited. Smartphone manufacturers are excited as well because everything is going into the smartphone. Did anyone see any cool smart watches? Um, I saw one from Sony. Now Sony was the first one to make a smartwatch, so they're into their third generation, yeah. which is what I like because the the Galaxy Gear watch that Samsung put out wasn't very good when it came out. Uh, but Sony, what's cool is their Xperia line smartphones are waterproof, and now they're making the watch as well is going to be waterproof, which is actually makes sense. Like I don't know why you need to be like you know showering with your smartphone, but if you have a watch <laughs> that's waterproof, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. You don't have to take it off. So I thought that was really interesting, and I can't wait when that comes out to the market. In addition to a lot of the multi-purpose uh, devices like this, the smart watches, there are some single-use devices that are coming out that are all, some some of them solving the problems of like, do you actually want to be go out in public? wearing these things, especially the fashion conscious. And we saw one device called the June by a company called Natatmo. And, and Teja, you seem to like that one. I, I really like this one. It's actually, for right now, it's designed more for women because I have to say, a lot of those smartwatches out there, never wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> they are ridiculous. Um, but this one isn't really a watch. It's more, um, it looks, you can wear it as a brooch as well. So the piece comes off. And they're out of France, this company. And the designer uh, actually designs um, for Louis Vuitton. That's how she said it to me. She had the best accent. And, um, but what it does is it tracks your sun exposure. So That's cool. It's like a big gem. It, on the, it was beautiful. And you can take that, the gem off and wear it as a brooch. So if you don't want to be wearing, but it looked like a really pretty uh, bracelet that you could wear out with a nice little designer outfit. And I think that's the important thing. Like this wearable technology, I mean, it can do some amazing things like these, uh, these bracelets and these watches, but... I don't think they've really caught the fashion part mm-hmm. of it yet. Uh, Pebble, they make smartwatches. They came out with a steel series. So, so they're trying – I think they get it. They're trying to be more fashion conscious. But, like, I, I'd love to wear these these bracelets, but they look really weird. Yeah. Yeah, when I was wearing the Galaxy Gear watch, everybody was like, why are you wearing that? <laughs> you, look, <laughs> you look like a – you look pretty geeky. And I'm like, well, I am. So. <laughs> My son – he wanted to try it out, yeah. so he put it on. He's like, I'm not wearing this to school. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the exciting, cool technologies we saw down at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Everything from uh, the latest in 4K TVs, smart TVs, curved TVs, and also the Internet of Everything, a crockpot you can control with your iPhone while you're shopping. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo and Andy Barrar here in studio. We've also got Teja Custodi and Tristan Jutra. It's kind of funny. Every time we come back from Vegas, we're all sick. Oh, yeah. And dead. Like in this, in this room right now, Teja is like angry because we're all dying and coughing. Yeah, they never told me. Oh, come to the radio show. <laughs> we really want you to be there. And it's like the eye of the storm. You'll be sick tomorrow. Yep. And having to eat a deep, sexy voice. <laughs> we're talking technology all about the Las Vegas Consumer Electronics Show, 150000 nerds all in one place for one week learning about the latest in technology, gadgets, think, and gizmos. I think we should clarify something here because mm-hmm. there weren't just nerds. There were also geeks. Tristan, yeah. gets, Tristan and I had this conversation, what, the morning of day two at like 8 a.m., <laughs> riding the elevators, fighting the crowds, and Be- what did you say? Well, because the nerds, I mean, 
full respect to, to both classes. Uh, generally, nerds are people who are intensely interested and passionate about things, but may, may be a little awkward. A geek is a nerd with social skills. So people say, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a total music geek or this geek or that geek, and they are able to express their passion for that adequately. Nerds and thousand nerds. <laughs> <laughs> So the big theme down there this uh, year was the Internet of Everything. You know, and I've seen statistics about this. By 2020, there will be over 20 billion devices on the planet connected in some way. And when I talk about devices, not just smartphones and laptops, this is everything now from cars to fridges to crockpots. <laughs> and this was interesting. You know, why would you want your crockpot connected? To the internet. Well, Belkin, uh, they're a big accessory manufacturer. They make great uh, um, routers and keyboards and mice, like all sorts of different things. They've made partnerships with a bunch of major appliance manufacturers. So they have a line now that you can actually control through their Wemo uh, remote line through your smartphone. So they've got a crockpot they were showing off that you can actually control from your iPhone, whether that's in the home. Or like you're out shopping. Yeah. There's a coffee maker. There's an air conditioner. A heater. A, a heater. Air purifier. And they've got LED lighting. It, it's crazy. Yes. Uh, basically, our smartphone has become a remote control for our entire lives. You know, that's just one idea about the Internet of Everything. We saw smart, you know, toothbrushes where, where you, you know, you can actually measure how you're brushing. And this is actually appeals a lot to parents whose little young kids are, you know, if you want to see if they're, <laughs> if they're brushing, you can actually track now the brushing behaviors of your children. Or if they even brush their teeth. <laughs> exactly. Right? You can't lie anymore. So this is a Bluetooth toothbrush. It's a Bluetooth toothbrush. And all that data about your brushing habits are going into an app. And so imagine being a parent or just, you know, a single user. You could actually look and see how your brushing behavior goes about throughout the, the weeks and months of the year and, and, and then basically track to see if you're brushing too much or not enough. We, also, we, we saw some neat things at Showstoppers, including one device called Mother. Which I thought was a sexist name <laughs> because it's Mother and Her Cookies. They didn't say it quite like that. It was more like the And I wanted to know, nurturing. oh, really? Where's Daddy and his footballs? Like, well, come maybe on. that'll be the sequel. Come on. But anyway, it, it was pretty cool besides the name, so continue. <laughs> so... What it is is this the device that keeps track of all these little cookies that you can attach to everything. There's all these specific devices. We saw the smart fork last year. You're talking about smart toothbrush. Well, these cookies, are the, they're about an inch and a half long, and you can attach them to any device around the house. You can attach them to the pill, pill, dispa- pill containers, make sure that your elderly parents are taking the pills every day. It'll track motion. You, they can play alerts and, and sounds. So you can put one on your dog, on your kid. You can track devices all over the place and, you know, and, and, and keep track of data oh, from all mother, these. Big brother. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. I was just going to say that. <laughs> the thing is, mother's always watching, right? So you could put one on your child's toothbrush and it would let you know if they're brushing their teeth, right? Um, but the, I think the strength of that is you can actually then reformat the cookie. So after you're done with whatever use you were using it for, so if you went away, you put the cookie on the door and it would alert you if the door opens and you know someone's entering That's your home. interesting. Very neat, but you don't need it to do that all the time. So you can actually, when you come home, just put it on totally something else that you need it. Yeah. yeah. One yeah. thing I saw during the, for the startups was a smart uh, doorbell. And believe it or not, what can happen is you can install this onto your door. And if somebody's knocking on your door and you're not home, 
that has a camera on there and a mic. So you can actually have a conversation from your smartphone to that person and be like, oh, sorry, I'm not home right now. Uh, oh, you're telling them you're not home. Yeah. <laughs> Come <laughs> I'm, on in. I'm not here. Come on in and rob us. But like, it's kind of good for like people that are buying stuff online, like on Amazon, and you don't know when that, when that delivery guy is going to come. Because while I was gone and my wife was left the house uh, to do some shopping, Purolator came by. Yeah. And she missed the package. Exactly. So now you can actually do that and you can be like, oh, could your later can laugh at you. Ha ha, we're <laughs> taking it back to the warehouse where you're going to have to drive. Yeah. Well, you could be like, you know what, just mm. go around the back and just put it like, you know, somewhere over there. So there is, a, you know, some type of use on that. So it just that Internet of everything. This is what's going to happen. Our houses will be connected. Everything right from your coffee pot to your doorbell to your toothbrush. And this is going to be a very exciting year in tech. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, we saw something really cool from Decor, and they were smart stoves. Um, and this one stove is $12,000. I kind of want it. $12,000. $12,000. Forget doing a whole new kitchen. Just get this stove. Um, and they also had double ovens. But basically, it's it's also connected to your, your smart device. So if I'm leaving work and I want to preheat the oven... I tap a button on my smartphone and the oven is preheated is that for worth me. Twelve thousand dollars? No, but it will come down in price. And one day, five to ten years, everyone's going to think. Can you imagine the day that, like, there was a time where I had to go home and be home to start my oven? <laughs> hey, crock pot. Barbaric. <laughs> Unrelated here. My son um, finally got his license and saved up and got a car, but the car only had a CD player in it and radio. <laughs> It didn't have any auxiliary in, so he could hook in his iPhone or anything. Oh, Primitive. humanity. <laughs> it's just like, how do I burn a CD? <laughs> and then so he burns a CD finally, right? Because it's not that hard. And he's like, you can only fit 12 songs? This is stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, welcome to my day. Back in 98, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. I can down- CD player. That was during the Napster days. And I remember I would download one song a day overnight, you know, through dial-up. I'm like, wow, I can have a CD in two weeks. You know, these cars we saw that connected uh, cars now. <clears throat> it's going to be interesting with things like satellite radio. Uh, where's that going to go? Because these cars are connected. They're yeah. going to have internet connections. You'll have access to thousands of radio stations from around the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. But as we learned at CES, internet connections aren't always reliable, no. <laughs> especially <laughs> when you have lots and lots of people and, and structures that aren't conducive and whatnot. So uh, being connected to the cloud all the time sometimes isn't always reliable. And one thing is, like, for, if anyone's ever going to CES, you have to use, like, Roam Mobility. Like, I think all of us were, yeah. were using Roam Mobility. That was excellent. You know, it, I think it got yeah, better I got, this I got to give a shout-out to those guys. They're, uh, you can get little SIM cards that will go into unlocked phones and save you a truckload of money. Yeah. And they were, we all use them. So awesome, so reliable, and we, we're not broke. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, uh, like, especially it's so big, we need to stay connected with each other. So to have that ability to, to be able to chat, to figure out, oh, where are you, where are you, because – the, can you imagine 150,000 people, and they probably have at least three connected devices. Mm-hmm. So, I don't. We, we all might Bucks get a day. If, if if Wi-Fi actually does cause tumors, I think we're in big trouble, guys. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk about the latest in televisions. Yes, you probably just got a new TV for Christmas or on a Black Friday deal. Oh, it's totally obsolete now. <laughs> I'll tell you what's new. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. So one of the big 
tech items that makes the Consumer Electronics Show go round would happen to be televisions. Every year, there's the latest and greatest. Uh, over the past few years, we've seen 3D TV rise and, I would say, fall. <laughs> yeah. um, each year that's gone by, it's been a less and less of a story. And I think uh, this is probably the year that you know we're seeing that it's not going to be a major story going forward. It wasn't as many talk, people talking about it. There was a few years there. They're pushing it hard, and it just – I think – most people find that they don't really need to be watching 3D at home. Like you want a special event to see, you know, the newest Avatar when it comes out in 3D perhaps or a movie like Gravity when there's 3D done well. But I think people are just you – know, the market has spoken and they, people don't care that much about 3D everything. Well, I know the last two years they've been really talking about 4K televisions. These are – the consumer word is like ultra HD. HD yeah. And these have four times the resolution of your 1080p full HD televisions right now. The problem that the television manufacturers have had the last two years is that there's no 4K content. But now we're starting to see that that's, they're starting to make that shift. And one of the big players that are, is making that jump is Netflix. They're going to be streaming content over the Internet in 4K. And that was something that I think the television manufacturers were embracing. They're like, thank you. And they're actually installing codecs now inside these new TVs to be able to decode uh, Netflix streaming coming from the Internet. Because it's, it's pretty heavy bandwidth. You need at least about 16, gig, uh, sorry, 16 megabits per second to fully take, take advantage of 4K on Netflix. But there, it, whereas the, the past, like HD, it was really driven by, you know, partly driven by Blu-ray discs, you know, DVD, uh, flat panels were uh, partly driven by DVDs. And this is the first time where a new format is not being driven by the physical media. Yes. It's streaming first. And that's, that's a big, big change. So 4K is higher resolution than the HD TVs that we have today. The highest ones are typically what's called 1080p. And that's like 1,080 lines of revol uh, resolution on, on the television. These new 4K ones have over 4,000 lines. Yes. And, the, and the, 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 the trick is for the average person when you're – unless you have a giant TV and you're sitting really close, you're not going to, to tell the difference. But TVs are getting bigger. People are, some people are doing projectors now. When you have a big screen, only with a big, big screen can you really appreciate 4K. But there's more to the, the story than, for, than just the increased resolution. There's also the widened color gamut. So you can actually have more colors and more accurate and, and vibrant colors in there. And there's also now higher frame rates, which is a, is a point of – uh, discussion and controversy and argument uh, we uh, between people. So film is generally films are generally shot in 24 frames per second. TV is not generally shot in about 30 frames per second. And now things are being shot in 60 frames per second. Or The Hobbit was shot in 48 frames per second, which gave it this almost hyper real feel. Or you see TVs and uh, set up at, at uh, retailers where they have this 120 hertz or 240 hertz motion, motion smoothing going on, where they add all these extra frames uh, between using an algorithm, and things look. We, it looks like it's being sh things are like make Avatar look like a a, a soap opera, and yeah. do, do we really want that? So it's the question: Is that do we just need to get used to it, or is it something that we really need at all? One of the funniest things happened at CES, guys. Michael Bay. Uh, <laughs> we have to talk about that. That was funny. Michael Bay, the big. Uh producer director down in hollywood he's made all sorts of great action movies uh, over the years lots of explosions lots of explosions uh, transformers transformers would be one of the big ones and uh, he was there to do a presentation with samsung yeah he was there to do a presentation <laughs> for samsung and what happened was the teleprompter malfunctioned and so he's standing there with thousands of people looking at him and he didn't have the teleprompter and i guess he can't talk you know 
off his feet and he didn't know what to do so he just turned around and walked off stage (laughs) (laughs) you know something similar happened to the um at my audi keynote speech that i went to um total multimedia thing going on there you can tell that it was being teleprompted uh about near the end the teleprompter went down as well but the germans they all had cue cards. Yes. Ready to go. Um, as backup, backup plan. Yes. Very organized. Michael Bay did not. One of, the, one of the funniest things is I was in the Samsung booth and we were talking about their, their smart fridges and you could actually watch television on there. And so we're <laughs> filming this and he's like, yeah, and you know, you can watch television and he puts on the TV and up comes TMZ talking about Michael Bay's fluff at Samsung. <laughs> and then the, the Samsung PR guy's like, cut, cut, don't, don't <laughs> use this footage. It was so, so funny. So uh, yeah, the big story, 4K TV, that's going to be what's coming down the pipe over the next uh, five years. Uh, all the new ones will be having that resolution. And the curved. Oh, and curved. Yes. Yes. Well, LG I- and Samsung demonstrated curved TVs. I don't know why you want a curved TV. I don't get it either. Well, well last year they, they unveiled the, the, the curves, and this year was the, the ones that well, you can do curved or flat. You hit a remote control button, and they'll go from flat to curved. Why? But I don't understand why. That's what, all I wanted to ask them was why. What was the pitch? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's about the sweet spot. I think when you get the larger, larger, the larger TVs, I think they're, they're, what the case they're making is that, especially if you're only one or two people, you. Andy said, like, you, you felt immersed it. in it. Right? I watched it. I was actually with the president of Samsung Canada. And he's like, Andy, watch this, okay? And it was flat. And he goes, now just watch the TV. And then he presses a button and it starts to curve. And you feel like you're just getting sucked into the television. It's a weird... It's like, it was an experience thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> like your, your eyes are playing tricks on you. So it was really fascinating. Um, is it going to resonate in the market? We'll knows, see. Yeah. It but could be the next 3D thing. How much you know? are they? They were like... Exactly. Oh, they, they didn't even... They couldn't, it was so much, they didn't even have price points already. Because they they were doing with the OLED too, and OLEDs are, are quite expensive. But the thing is, is that when you have a, a handful of people watching, the people at the edge, it's not a good experience for them. So to be able to make it flat again yeah. is actually is, 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 the, is the key point there. When we come back from the break, some of our highlights of the Consumer Electronics Show. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Mike, Andy, Tasia, and Tristan. Uh, got a few minutes left here. I'm going to ask you for each of your uh, highlights of the show. We'll start with Tasia. Uh, I have two. First highlight, Corvette 2014 uh, Stingray. Okay. It's sex on wheels. You love okay. it. Okay, love it. Second highlight. <laughs> um, Wes and I had the opportunity to go to a WWE event where they announced uh, the launch of the WWE Network. That's going to happen uh, February 24th, I think. And... We got to interview Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I have to tell you guys, I was like peeing the whole time. I was so excited. And Wes was like, we were like trying to be, no, you have to picture this. It's a scrum, right? So everybody's seen scrum, like picture a hockey game afterwards and it's a media scrum and everyone's just throwing out questions. And we were at the front and I was like, not doing a scrum. And I jumped in and I just shook his hand and said, Tasia from Get Connected, do you mind if I talk to you for a second? What was he going to say? And he goes, okay. So I jump in and have a one-on-one with Stone Cold. And that's on our YouTube channel, Get yeah. Connected TV Show. You got to check it out. It's one of the, you know, Tasia, great job on you for, for doing that. No fear. No fear. Uh, Netflix, uh, the, the, the technology demos uh, we saw, the 4K streaming, the, they had a, a custom box uh, built. It was the only, the 4K stream we saw with Netflix was the only 
4K stream of Netflix in the world. Yes. In that one hotel room where we did that. And also we had, we had dinner with those guys. We've met them a few times. They're really, really cool people running that company. I got to, we got to chat with Todd Yellen, their uh, director of, or their VP of product innovation, a f- former film critic, filmmaker. He's responsible for those 57,000 categories that you see in Netflix, you know, like, you know, romantic uh, psychological thrillers with a strong female lead or whatever. And we had a great evening chatting with those guys. Super cool. If you don't have Netflix, eight bucks a month, do it now. Mike, my highlight was you and I went to the Samsung Canada night. It was a media night for all the Canadians. Uh, we hanged out with like the president of Samsung Canada and special musical guest there. We had a private listening party with Sam Roberts. And I uh, had a chance to, and you know what was cool? They were serving Molson Canadian beer. <laughs> so we're drinking Canadian, Imported. <laughs> imported just for this one event. And I had a fantastic conversation with Sam Roberts talking about the music industry, how everything is moving to streaming and how they're making money. He's basically said that his records are commercials for him to go and tour and make all his money from, from touring. I like the window washing robots. <laughs> uh. I don't know how that thing magically stays on the window. It's like a square, like if you've ever seen uh, kind of a, a Roomba, yeah. you know, the little vacuum ones, it's like a square version of that, smaller, and you stick it on the window and it washes the whole window for Inside you. or outside? Whatever you want. Whatever. And that is the best because who wants to be washing their windows? Window washers. Now you have robots. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think the whole robot thing for me down at CES was a kind of a cool thing, you know, where we're going with all that uh, technology. You know, Google's actually bought six robotic companies over the past year. We're going to start seeing some crazy stuff. And, you know, the whole pilotless car thing as well is all to do with artificial intelligence and, and robotics. I just want a robot that can make me breakfast in the morning. That would be like a dream come true. Could you imagine that? Yeah, just breaking would... eggs, you know, making an omelet. That would be the coolest thing ever. Well, that, uh, that Belkin Crock-Pot is the first step to robotic breakfast. <laughs> Maybe we need to find you a life partner. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to say, we're in a room full of men. Good Lord. Where is this going to go? <laughs> I want to thank the whole Get Connected team for being down in Vegas and capturing all this great footage. You can go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We'll be also posting all of these uh, segments we did on our YouTube channel, Get Connected uh, TV, TV Show. TV show. So you want to check that out. And uh, the coming uh, TV shows coming up, we'll have that incorporated uh, as well. Yes. And I think we're going to have an episode on a connected home, inside and out technology everywhere you walk around in your house. Mike, Andy, Tasia, and Tristan logging off for Get Connected. We'll see you again next week.